You're listening to Around Comics, episode 98. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. <coughs> I'm your host, Christopher Neesman. I'm joined, as always, by the co-host of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar. My spider sense is tingling. Oh, that's not my spider sense. <laughs> my phone, it's in my pants. Uh, Tom Caters is still on assignment, so he <laughs> He's will... He's not on assignment. <laughs> Tom, Tom will be back... Uh, sent him out on a... Next week job to do <laughs> a job something anything I don't tom, know. The, man tom, with, go the man with the heavy shoes go do something so tom uh, all all the all the folks that love to listen to tom's quips don't worry he'll be back quips. on monday but uh this is uh this is going to be our spider-man three spectacular or <laughs> uh, amazing our un- spider-man three spectacular our unspectacular spider-man episode yeah so it's uh, I, w- I will uh, throw that uh throw that disclaimer out there if you haven't seen the movie yet you may want to hold off until you do because we're we're going to be talking in depth about uh scene our, our by scene we're yes, going through we're every break it down you know the wonderful thing about us talking about spider-man three is now you know the 18 bucks i spent at the movie last night is a write-off which is hey, cool. There you go. Nice. <laughs> I can so need to save go. my movie stuff. Yeah, but uh, so we will be talking about that. Uh, but before we talk about the movie, <coughs> I want to let you know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades is your home for all things Spider-Man. To help celebrate the release of Spider-Man Three, InStockTrades.com has the new Spider-Man Omnibus discounted thirty-five percent. The Omnibus contains over 40 issues and 1,000 pages of the earliest Spider-Man adventures for $64.99. You can choose from either the classic Amazing Fantasy 15 cover or the Alex Ross variant cover. Remember that InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices, and all orders over $50 ship for free. I've got that. I bought the... Uh, the omnibus. The omnibus. Yeah, it's the it's omnirific. a tome. And as as Norton said, he's going to put it on his uh, bookshelf and it's his Bible, his new Bible, his Spider-Man Bible. It's it's, uh, it's impressive. Well, you can put it in the back of his truck in the <coughs> winter time. Weigh it, weigh it down. It, it's huge. It, uh, it is big. And I, uh, I, I plan on beating someone to death with it <laughs> at some point. <laughs> you could uh, drop it on your foot. You'll break a uh, break a toe off. Uh, I, I was over at uh, over at InStock Trades, and they've got a, a ton of other Spider-Man stuff. You ran in. You just stopped in the shop. I was uh, virtually over. Oh. Actually, they do have a storefront over they in India. India. Uh, you know who else has a storefront? Uh, Dark Tower Comics. Yes, they do. And uh, Around Comics is recorded every Friday. Except this today. Is a, this is a Saturday. Uh, we normally record every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern <laughs> Avenue in Chicago. If you are ever in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. And remember that your Around Comics experience isn't complete until you've read this week's Long Box of Love. Every Thursday episode of Around Comics has a wonderfully handcrafted webcomic by Brian Bowles. Check it out every Thursday at aroundcomics.com. His uh, free comic book day one was uh, it was kind of a, uh, a funny homage to the, to the Elvis uh, uh, snippet that we had the week before with the uh, I'll rip your, your tongue out. I didn't see it yet. 
I yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. I didn't know he did a free comic book day one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's it's I funny. And then uh the uh the fraction Josh Flanagan one was probably my my favorite one that he's done. Yeah, that was really good. M- maybe since the uh the Queen of Country, which will <laughs> be my all-time favorite. <laughs> oh, of course. All right, folks, uh Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can, and he does it at the box office like no other comic book hero in movie history. When Spider-Man, so w- <laughs> when Spider-Man 1 came out, the world was finally able to see a live-action superhero movie that captured the sheer action and amazement that comic fans have seen on the printed page for decades. It helped usher in a series of financially successful comics-adapted movies and told the world that superheroes could be entertaining for audiences everywhere. Today we're talking about the latest installment of the Spider-Man movie franchise, and as a special bonus, we're joined by one of the behind-the-scenes creators that helped bring the wall crawler to theaters, Mr. Gabe Hardman. Gabe, uh, first of all, welcome aboard. It's great to have you on the panel today. Why don't you let us know what your involvement was in in Spider-Man Three? Um, I I did storyboards for Sam Raimi. I mean, I I also uh, I supervised uh, the the previs uh, computer animatic sequences. You know the uh, uh, the the pre-production stuff that we do uh, just to to develop the sequences and uh, you know kind of a a three D moving version of the storyboards. Um, so I work with like a team of of animators to you know put the things together and show them to Sam. And uh, the main sequences I I did were uh, the the subway sequence where he's fighting Sandman when he's in a black suit in the subway. And at the end of the movie, uh, a lot of the big finale at the end of the movie. How did you uh, How did you first get involved with storyboarding? Um, I had um, I'd always been a big movie geek. But uh, I'd also, I'd worked in comics before that. I'd, uh, I'd worked, you know, at Marvel, a little bit of DC and stuff, doing some superhero stuff, <laughs> and uh, and moved out to L.A. Uh, just with the idea that, I don't know, somehow I could get into doing storyboards because it sounded like a little more lucrative uh, line of work than uh, drawing comic books. Wait, there's, uh, there's more money in Hollywood than in comic books? Yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, hate to break it to you. But... Uh, <laughs> And so uh, I just I moved out here, kind of randomly met somebody who you know knew a storyboard agent who got me some jobs, and uh, and then I did the first Austin Powers movie, oh. and um, <laughs> and that was like it was like this tiny sixteen million dollar movie that nobody could understand at the time, and uh, it was relatively successful, and I just got a you know a lot more jobs from there. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, it seems like um, when I, you know, because we we talked to it, and, and for people that may not know, uh, we met Gabe in New York. You were at the New York Comic Con, and and we met and talked a bit there. And and I immediately wanted to have you on the show, and kind of beat you with emails until you agreed. But <laughs> um, you were you were saying that you know it's like you are constantly sort of getting called to be on different films, and is that. I mean, once you're sort of on uh, a film that's successful or, or does well in the box office, is it just sort of perpetuates from there, and and you're a name then to uh, to the directors of the production teams that are looking for storyboard artists? Yeah, it's it's actually it's probably less about the film doing well as it is just knowing people within the industry. I mean, it's just about meeting the production designer or or anybody else, producer or whoever, will just give your name to somebody else if they like your work. 
I mean, you know, Austin Powers at the time, tiny movie. I got other movies from there, but it, it kind of stayed on a, on a, on a certain mid-level of stuff until uh, it did, like, X-Men 2. And uh, since then, well, since then, I've pretty much only been doing superhero movies. But, well, I know you, yeah, and we talked about that a little bit, is, like, you, you almost you know, are now kind of the superhero storyboard guy. Uh, just about every superhero film that's that's comes up, it, it seems like you're you're getting called and and you've actually turned some down because you you're a fan of the stuff. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've certainly. Uh, I mean, well, recently I turned down uh, Indiana Jones four because I was too big of a fan of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And <laughs> didn't really want to work on that movie because I was didn't want to to ruin my childhood dreams of. Uh, I don't know, being an archaeologist or whatever. But, um, <laughs> the, but yeah, no, I mean, mostly, I, I've actually been working just solidly on superhero movies. You know, Spider-Man 3 was, like, the biggest, longest, like, on it for 18 months, and it, it was, like, totally exhausting. And right at the end of that, the uh, Hulk 2 and uh, Iron Man were both offered to me, and I just kind of... I just couldn't take them because I just had, you know, these movies are just, they're so visual effects intensive and they're, they're loads of work and, uh, and, and very difficult. And it's all, it's lots of fun stuff. And obviously I was a fan before and it's very cool to work on them, but you know, I, I, I couldn't handle yet another superhero gig immediately after the epic Spider-Man 4 or Spider-Man 3 experience. You kind of need a palate cleanser in between. You know. <laughs> a nice slow yeah, yeah. drama. Yeah, so a nice romantic comedy somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm working for Ben Stiller right now. He's directing this, uh, uh, it's a comedy. It's like a, um, but it's, I mean, it's kind of an action comedy. It's like a, a comedy about the Vietnam War. So see how that works out. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you think Vietnam War, you think comedy. comedy. That's, that's Exactly. <laughs> well, run us through a little bit of the process as far as like uh, when you come onto the, a film and and how that sort of plays out as far as your relationship with the director or the writers or, or you know what kind of like is your job? Um, I it, it varies wildly from film to film. I mean, there there are certainly jobs where you go on and you just you meet with the director and he gives you a list of shots and you go away and you draw storyboards and hand them in and, it, and it's as simple as that or the other end of the spectrum is on Spider-Man um, was very collaborative with Sam and you you come up with ideas you pitch them to him he gives you ideas you go away you draw some up you put them up on a big board it's kind of like working in animation where it's, where it's very fluid and uh, you know you move bits of sequences around and it's it's all about developing the sequences uh, I mean the the, the things, the, the action sequences in Spider-Man in the script are like a sentence long. It's basically like Sandman and, and Spider-Man fight, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we just just develop a bunch of ideas, and, and, and then I stick with the sequence and, and supervise as, as we do the, uh, the animatics and, and, just, and follow it all the way through shooting, I mean, to the point of on uh, the subway sequence, I mean, I was on set the first day, and Sam's looking at the looking at the set and going, "Well, that pipe up there wasn't you know, we you know that that wasn't in the in the previous. What? How do we deal with that? You know?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> but I mean, he's very very detail oriented when it comes to and very very into having everything boarded or pre visualized in some way before he shoots it, which is cool, but it can can be also overwhelming. 
Sure. Well, you also work in sequential art, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. What's the, the biggest difference for you in doing sequential storytelling in comic books and laying out storyboards? For, for people that think that that is very similar, what are, what are the big differences? Um, I mean, I think the biggest difference is just that, you know, even though I like to do, you know, I like to do good-looking storyboards to, to do nice drawings, it doesn't really matter whether you do or not. I mean, it's not the final product, and it's not, it's just, it's a guide for, for everybody else on the film to have an idea what the director wants out of a particular sequel. And, uh, and it's also a lot more, uh, doing, doing sequential art, doing comic book art is, is very, um, it, it's, it's producing, uh, tell the story in this many panels on this page, and, and, you know, you have to pare everything down as minimally as possible. And in, in storyboards, it's, you know, if you need a shot of something, you just draw it. There's, it's not like uh, it's not like you don't have the. You need an insert, you draw it. You need a big wide shot, you draw it, or and they shoot it, and they'll cut it together later and throw the things out later. Before you got into storyboarding, you know, you said you had a interest in film, but as far as the craft of film, I imagine you have to know the technical language or, like you were talking about, yeah. different shots and that kind of thing. Was that something you knew going in, or was that something you learned as you got into the business? Uh, kind of both. I mean, I've been you know big film geek, and I'd read a lot about filmmaking and, and had always intended to have something to, to work in films in, in some way, I mean, to direct films. So I, in a in a sort of in a fanish sort of way, I knew quite a bit that when when I went in, when I first went into doing storyboards, I was a little bit surprised that the stuff that I was just reading for fun was was really helpful in communicating with sure. directors and stuff. And then over the course of it, you just you're just thrown into it and you learn a lot. And certainly, doing this sort of stuff is it's most important to just know about filmmaking. I mean, drawing well is great, and you do need to be able to represent the things that you're trying to represent in the storyboards but if you don't know filmmaking it's not going to be it's not going to work out for you What was it like for you? I'm sure that you've seen the movie now. And what yeah. was what was it like for you to see those action sequences finally get translated to the big screen? You know, whenever you first saw it on, and I'm assuming that you saw it in a theater. At the yeah, point. yeah, I, yeah. I saw it. We the Captain Crew screening. Was I, are, were you like, yeah, I've seen this a million times, and I'm sick of looking at it, and or was it was no, it? I, there's definitely some, something very cool about about the thing being up there. The thing, not you know, I mean, I've seen virtually everything in the movie, like in editorial or in kind of you know all out of order and you know and on on you know bad you know avid outputs or whatever. But the um, but yeah, seeing it up on the big screen definitely a thrill. At the same time, it's very hard for me not to just just see the board I drew or the, oh, okay. the or think of the previs that we did or, or, or you know it's very hard for me to look at the movie and just look at the movie as a movie but uh, or think about the things that aren't in there <laughs> good <laughs> <and bad. laughs> so you were on set or you worked on the film for 18 months you said how yes. how much of that is like on set how much of that is pre-production uh, you know what what what's sort of the breakdown of that time um, I think I was on it for about like six or seven months before shooting started, and then we shot from uh, from like January of '06, I guess, to 
to the end of July or somewhere around July of 06. And then there were three different rounds of reshoots after that. And I was on the show long after the film wrap, which is weird because I do things for pre-production, you know. <laughs> but I, I just hung around and Stan just wanted me to hang around and like, you know, draw a storyboard that, you know, they can throw into the edit that they would, that where they're planning the reshoots and stuff. And I mean, the last four months or so of it were pretty easy because I, I didn't really do that much. But the previous were so incredibly intense they nearly killed me. So it kind of balanced out. <laughs> <laughs> Even out in the wash, huh? What was your uh, what was there your you favorite go. scene in the movie? Whether you worked on it or not. Oh, um, I, I didn't even really work on it. it was, I mean, I think my favorite scene is the birth of Sandman thing. Uh, uh, that that's all really Sony Imageworks. Uh, Scott Stockdike, uh, the visual effects supervisor, uh, uh, did like a really great job on. I thought, and, you know, because I, I, I hadn't, I didn't really think that the Spider-Man movies were uh, had great visual effects before. <laughs> And, uh, and you know, a lot of them in this picture are kind of weak. But I, I thought that a couple of, you know, I thought that the Sandman stuff came off a, a lot better, a lot more exciting and convincing than I expected it would. Oh, it was fantastic. I, uh, yeah, and, I, and also, really, just my favorite things are, are in, in my subway sequence, which I was not entirely happy with the way it, it came out. Spider-Man grinding Sandman's head off against the train and, uh, <laughs> and all these kind of violent Warner Brothers cartoon stuff that I was able to put in there, some of which didn't really make it through, which was unfortunate. Do you have like a... Because I had had him, you know, a train running over him and his arms getting cut off and Spider-Man <laughs> hitting him with a railroad tie and stuff like that. And <laughs> I, was, I was really unhappy that that didn't make it through. Yeah, that sounds like it would have been fun. Do you have like a... Uh, well, I guess you, you, they never... Do, did the actual production on it, but I mean, do you have like a a, a reel of the anim, you know animations that you did for that kind of stuff, or are you able? Oh to, yeah, well, no, technically I do not have. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and I, I don't want a call from like Grant Curtis uh, or Sony or somebody saying to give it back. But, um, there there exists that stuff, and they did. Oh, they shot most of it, and most of it was kind of a lot of it was semi-finished it was uh cut out relatively late in the game oh really one okay. thing that didn't they got cut out very early in the game though was when i pitched that uh um spider-man would web a because uh, spider-man's supposed to be kind of a dick in this part because he's sure. got a black mm -hmm. suit so uh he, that, that he webs a railroad tie and like whips it towards sandman and it the railroad tie nails sandman's hand to his face but uh, that didn't last that long. <laughs> well, because I just I want it to be a Sam Raimi movie, you know. Right. I, mean, I it's like if if we were going to go for dark, crazy stuff, I wanted it to be the Sam Raimi stuff that uh, that I would like well, to see. Well, whose idea was like the Saturday Night Fever dancing down the streets of New York? Uh, uh, <laughs> I not yours. Asking the wrong guy. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey, so speaking of Sam Raimi, um, where was his car in the movie? Did his car make oh, it in? It's Uncle Ben's car. Oh, that's oh, Uncle that's Ben's right. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because it's it's, it, it's in every movie that he does, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, they they yeah they had it brought out, and it was uh, we shot that stuff next to the library with with old Uncle Ben. That was actually the last day of uh, principal photography. It was in New York. Okay. 
Oh, we had uh, Sandman, Venom, and and Harry Osborn as either Hobgoblin or Green Goblin Two or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. If you had if you had had your way and could have picked any Spider-Man villain to be in the movie, who would it have been? If any, if not one of those. Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have picked Venom. Certainly. I mean, I I know there's a lot of affection for him and everything, but uh, but I just I, I think that certainly with the kind of the tone that Sam is good at and and works well with, I think that the classic villains would have been better. I mean, I, I, Vulture would have been cool. You know, I, I don't know. I kind of like the goofier Ditko era stuff. Molten um, Man, maybe a, a nice Molten Man appearance. <laughs> I would have, I would have loved to have seen the Hydro Man Sandman team up and where they where where Spider Man you know yeah where they trick him into Mud Man you know yeah <laughs> but I at the same time I liked personally liked the the symbiote stuff and apart from uh, Toby's haircut and the whole <laughs> Hitler Robert Smith cure thing that he had going uh, I I really uh, I I liked that arc of the story and him going. To, going bad and having to come back again and all that sort of stuff as, as goofball as it is I just wish that uh, I wish that the Venom thing had just been saved for another movie yeah you know I mean, the, the actual playing out of, the, of Brock and Venom and all that sort of stuff that was I kind of felt that it I had said this before. Is like I thought the problem with you know like the Batman films was it was too many storylines, too many villains, yeah. you know, too many, and it, and that's what I was sort of afraid with with this film is this, you know you have three different villains in it. I thought that it was a well done job of sort of shutting down each one of those storylines at a point and going on to something else and then bringing it back and and I thought that was interesting how that was done, but at the same time it felt like there were things, especially with the symbiote uh, storyline that. It could have really been developed a lot more um, yeah. had it been its own film or, or or another you know another film, but yeah, or or even start you know start the symbiote thing in this one and and deal with with Brock and Venom and all that stuff in the next movie, you know? right? Which may have been the plan at one point and didn't quite work out that way. Ah, I see. Is that well? You know, that's a good question because I sort of got the same feeling about Gwen Stacy. Is that yeah. it was like what was the point of having that character? And can they can they please stop teasing Doctor Connors and finally yeah. get a lizard story? <laughs> oh, the lizard! That's what I'd love to see. I mean, like they've been setting it up forever. Yeah, and, like you know, since that's the one of my one. favorite villains. I, I'd love to see that. You know, that'd be awesome. And if they're, you know, I I think there's, and it even goes back to the original comics. The kind of the trend or or the kind of the path that we've seen in in the comic book movies is that the series goes deeper, more villains, bigger, better, yeah. more. And in Spider-Man, there are kind of built-in storylines that you know it would be great to see a, a Sinister Six movie. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you know, hopefully, if well, if that, that's three times too many villains, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That would be tough to pull off. I think. But. Well, you know, in a heist movie, would be fun. You know. <laughs> have you uh, have you worked with Sam Raimi before? No, no. This was the first time, and I had been. I was on. Um, I was working on X Men Three up in Canada, and um, that was like a mess and a half. And so uh, I uh, I got a call to work to do this thing, and and thought, yeah, it's in L A. and I'll be at home more and everything, and then see my wife and. I came back and probably saw her less in the time I was working on Spider-Man than I did <laughs> when I was in Vancouver. But, uh, it, yeah, I hadn't worked with them before, and they're a very, very insular little crowd. Uh, the, um, the, the people who work around Sam, and he, it's like 
an, another world from the rest of, of Hollywood, where where the director wears a suit every day. And it's 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 a it's a strange little group, and and uh, and it was kind of uh, it was it was hard to get in there with <laughs> with the rest mm-hmm. of them. But uh, but it actually worked. It, it ended up working out pretty well for me that I had kind of some perspective on the Spider-Man movies. You know, I hadn't worked on all of them. Uh, a lot of the people who worked on them have just basically been in that, at that office at, at Sony for the last several years, you know? Right. So, uh, so I came in kind of fresh, and oh, it was at least good for me. Um, and I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Spider-Man movies before. I mean, I, I liked them, but, uh, but I felt like there were a lot of deficiencies in them um, story-wise and giant coincidence-wise. And, uh, there, and there's a lot of things that I think are great about them, and I think... Sam's a great director, but um, but I, you know, I was I was happy to come into something and have a little bit of perspective and not not feel quite so tied to it. Sure. You know, I mean, I, I, I was very into. Uh, I worked on Superman Returns, mm-hmm. and I and I loved the the Richard Donner movie, um, the first Superman movie, and I was I was not entirely happy with the way that that, that movie went, and uh, and and it's it's. It's actually weirdly, it's better for me to be like a fan of movies and go to movies and, and see them, or not exactly be the biggest fan of the movies that I work on because it just it helps to give you a perspective and stuff. Good work. Sure. What What are your favorite superhero movies uh, of all time? You mentioned Superman, which I think is is definitely a, a west topper for a lot of people. Yeah, Superman. I, I loved Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought Batman. I mean, yeah, Katie Holmes and all that. Whatever, but but I, <laughs> I love that movie, you know. Um, and it's and just tonally, it's it's a lot more up my alley. And it it was epic and it smart and uh, uh, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to the second. They're actually uh, filming in Chicago right now. They're uh, oh wow, cool. And they're uh, they're doing doing scenes downtown kind of as we speak. I think aren't they? Uh, I know they were last week. I'm not, I, I don't. I don't they actually know. had a, a fire break. I'm out not enough set. of a film geek to pay attention. Yeah, to they it. said it was. Uh, I think there were even pictures in the newspaper. There was an actual fire that broke broke out near the set, and so you had pictures of the Chicago Fire Department with the Gotham Police Department, which was kind of cool. right. That's cool. <laughs> what other films have you worked on? I uh, don't know the, the Superman one, X Men, X Men two and three. Um, all the Austin Powers movies, Lemony Snicket. Uh, I've worked on this awful uh, on the, the horrendous Cat in the Hat movie, <laughs> um, and a couple of Barry Sonnenfeld movies. I mean, the Men in Black two and Wild Wild West, and uh, a lot of them are bad, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's work. A lot of them were really good experiences. Cat in the Hat was one of the best movie working experiences I had because they're good people and it was a decent long show and everything and uh, but you know the movie was horrendous <laughs> how does that how does that sort of feel like I mean you, you put in good work on a project and sort of you know beyond your control it's good or bad yeah uh, you know what's that like sort of experiencing that it's I don't know. I mean, it's 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 not a job, you know. So I mean, and you go and you do the job, and, you, and you're, you're usually off the job for months and months and months before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of over it, and you're on some other show. And if it's if it's good, that's great. I mean, it, I thought X Men Two was a pretty good movie, and uh, movie. and I was kind of surprised because it was a mess while we were working on it. But Brian Singer, at least a lot of the time, has uh, 
uh, has the ability to, to really pull stuff together in a kind of ephemeral way that no one can exactly figure out how. Uh, and and I thought that that movie came out pretty well, even though it's kind of disjointed. Now, we were actually talking about uh, Lemony Snicket earlier this week. That is one of my favorite all-time movies. Oh, really? I love that movie. That's cool. He's laughing at me because I love that movie. <laughs> well, I, I laughed at you when you told me that, too. I thought it was fantastic. I like the movie. I don't know if it's favorite all time. That's a pretty, you know. Oh, I, visually, it's a stunning movie. So Yeah, know. and it was awesome going on the set to that movie. It was like stepping into some universal horror movie from the 30s or something, you know. Okay. I, they had a big hangar in, you know, down south of L.A. that was just filled with those sets, and it was, it was great. Speaking about being on set, what what kind of interaction do you have with the other, you know, people? Whether it's the actors or you know directors, obviously you have a very close relationship with them working on it. But yeah. what about the other the cast members? Uh, do I you mean, have- it's for the most part, unless it's an actor who has uh, very who who has a, a lot of pull with with the movie. It's it's usually limited to I'm hanging around trying to wait waiting to talk to the director in Video Village uh, by, by the monitors uh, where the director's chairs are and stuff uh-huh. and they sit there too so sometimes I chat with them you know <laughs> I mean there's not a huge amount of interaction just you know not professionally really what's next up on uh, on the docket for you have you have you signed on to work on a, another movie yet uh, no I mean I'm finishing up this Ben Stiller movie I you know I got a call for Wolverine which was supposed to have already started, but they, they pushed that, and, and I don't know exactly what the story is with it at this point. You know, I may do that if it, if it works out, but I may take a little bit of time off just to uh, to try to work on more comic stuff for myself. All right, well, let's talk about that for a second. You, uh, whenever we saw you in New York, you showed us uh, some pages from an original graphic novel that, uh, that you have, and, and Sal and I were both just blown away by the pages oh, that you that you showed us is fantastic stuff. Is there uh, I- any new news about uh, your OGN? Not exactly. I mean, it's like you know, it's it's out to a lot of people, and the reception has been really, really positive from publishers. And it hasn't quite happened, but I think that it definitely will. I think that I'm relatively close to getting uh, getting a publisher for it, and just moving ahead and working on other stuff as well. I mean, the the OGN is uh, is called Heathen Town. It's like a sort of atmospheric horror book, uh, hopefully in black and white, if I can get somebody to agree to publish it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and that was written by... Oh, it was your, written by my wife. By your wife, uh, okay. that's what uh, Karina, Karina Becco. And, uh, and she's written, uh, she's, she's written uh, a lot of horror short stories and stuff and hasn't published in anthologies and uh, a lot of smaller stuff. Well, and I know... So, uh, uh, I know you're you're working on some, or you've worked on some uh, of your own uh, film stuff. I know you sent me a link to your website where you had a, a, a couple of short films that you had done. Yeah, on yeah. there, uh, some really cool stuff. Yeah, I uh, I, I directed a, a short um, a couple of years ago uh, called Wrong Way Up, and it was in like 25 or so different film festivals, and uh, it premiered at the Seattle Film Festival, and it was uh, like in front of a feature, and it was uh, in a huge theater and stuff. Uh, and I've, um, you know, I've been working on trying to get a, a feature of my own together uh, for the last couple of years, but it's 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 harder than you'd think to raise like a million dollars, which almost happened like a couple of times and then fell apart. And which was a, a li- to some degree what spurred me on to do the comic stuff again, just because I was kind of frustrated with just not being able to tell stories that 
were mine and that I was interested in. And and also just really wanting to go back and do comics work that I was proud of as opposed to the comics work I did initially. Yeah, you still won't tell me the uh, assumed name that you worked under when you were working at Marvel years ago. That's true, I won't. <laughs> Warren Ellis. <laughs> yeah. No, it, Chuck it, Austin. You know, it's just a bunch of stuff. You know, Marvel published a lot of books in like 1994, 95. A couple. And I drew one of those books. Yeah. That's... And it wasn't very good. <laughs> it narrows it down. <laughs> well, uh, what what uh, what's out there right now that you're reading? What are you liking out there? Well, I, I mean, I know I'm not supposed to talk about it on, on the show, but uh, I love Queen and Country. Oh, Yay! Um, <laughs> I knew he was going to be a good guest. <laughs> And uh, I actually really liked that uh, Brubaker Daredevil, the last thread, like the last two trades of it. Nice. I enjoyed. Good stuff. It had relatively few superheroes in it. And I, I read 52, what? Uh, and I, I mostly enjoyed it. A lot of things <laughs> sort of happened, but mostly it was because I loved Animal Man, and I loved the question in like the late 80s or whatever. And so I, I was just into following those, uh, those storylines. So how do you like... Oh, and I uh, love Gotham Central, too, so that kind of all came together. Well, uh, being, and that's interesting, being an old Question fan, but a fan of Gotham Central, how are you with Montoya being the Question? I'm kind of fine with it. I think okay. it's kind of cool, you know? Okay. I mean, I, I don't really have a problem with it at all. You know, I, um, I, I mean, we'll see where it actually goes, because you haven't really seen much of any of it. And, I mean, and it, for me, it was just, you know, it was just slightly problematic that the... Um, I mean, the one circumstance where you see her actually, you know, kind of as the question is in this kind of wild, fantastical sort of setting that doesn't really fit with either Montoya or the question very well. <laughs> yeah. That's just me, you know. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of, uh, of uh, Mr. Rucka, I know Whiteout's <laughs> in production now. Yeah. Whiteout um, is up in Montreal. How come you're not working on that? There's a comic book. Movie, come on, Kate Beckinsale. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, right. No, I don't know. I don't know. I never, never got a call about that. Or if I had, I would have been on Spider-Man still because I only got off it last January. So yeah. you, you, you said you did see the film. What, what did you? Uh, what was your final opinion of Spider-Man Three as a finished product? I came out of it uh, feeling fairly good about it. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of goofy stuff and a lot of awkward stuff, but uh, but over the overall, I, I actually thought it came together fairly well and I, I enjoyed the picture I, I came out of Superman Returns kind of pissed off you know? <laughs> uh, but I, I came out of this like feeling like yeah you know, I mean it's got problems and stuff but I, but I liked it it was you know I, I enjoyed the movie well I um, certainly did I, th I felt the same I mean it was it wasn't certainly a perfect or maybe even but for a fun Spider-Man movie it was damn good I enjoyed it so would uh, would you be uh, interested in Spider-Man 4 if you get the call no, <laughs> no I, I don't know yeah, yeah yeah I would do it I mean it depends I mean I don't know if Sam's gonna do it and uh, it just it just depends on, on what happens I kind of can't imagine Sam doing it because I think he's literally only been making Spider-Man movies for like six years straight or something but <laughs> it'll be um, a decade if you uh, but it would just depend on, on you know, who was, who was doing it. That's, like, the most important thing. Yeah, because it looks like they're, when they do come, and I'm sure the, there will be a Spider-Man for it. The franchise yeah, just there makes, will be one. It's it, just a question of who does it. This makes too much too much money, but, uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be pretty much a new cast, new director, so hopefully a nice reimagining of it. So. We'll see. You know, I mean, <laughs> hopefully they can kind of, 
I, I would imagine, hopefully they could just t- kind of take the best of what, what these movies have set up. and Move, move forward, with. yeah. Have, uh, uh, well, since you're our Spider-Man 3 insider, and, and uh, you know, it's just coming out this week, any uh, inside information you can give us on, on uh, your time spent on the set or anything in the film? I don't, I don't know what constitutes inside information. Did Sam but, Raimi um, show up in a dress at any time? <laughs> you know. No. Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi is a, is a weird guy, and he's he's like this kind of shambly sort of always wearing a rumpled suit, always wandering around without any apparent focus, and he Republican guy. Although you know, I get along with him very well, nonetheless. <laughs> but uh, and one of the first meetings I had with him was I. It, it wasn't one of the first, but it was like the first when he was going to give me the big subway sequence to do, and uh, and. He, he was like, you've done a lot of good work, pal. He called everybody buddy all the time because he can't remember your name. And uh, Although he did remember my name eventually. And uh, he was like, all right, buddy, I, uh, I want to give you this big, uh, this big sequence, but I have to be sure that you understand Peter Parker's pain. And I was like, what? And, uh, and he was like, all right. And it was a... You know, on the table in front of me in his office, there was this folded-over piece of paper, and he was like, "Look inside that piece of paper." And, the, and I looked inside, and there was a push pin inside. <laughs> and he was like, "What do you think I'm going to do with that?" And I was like, "I have no idea." And he, he was like, "I'm going to stab you with that push pin." <laughs> you understand Peter Parker's name? <laughs> I was like, "Well, how about you don't?" <laughs> you know. And and so uh, you know the and so we kind of got past that and the meeting went on. We talked about the subway thing and everything. And I was about to go and he was like, "Wait, you're forgetting something." <laughs> he picks up the pen and he stabs me with it in the arm. <laughs> is that is that common practice by directors? Uh, no, no, not really. Wanting you to feel. So, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of other stuff like that. I, I mean, I think that I got along well in the movie just. Basically, as Sam Straight Man or something, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's very goofy, and he he introduced the whole. The first time I was on the show, he introduced me to the whole art department as his cousin, <laughs> and that that like people should take me seriously, even though. Uh, you know, I mean, I have this idea that I'm a storyboard artist, but you know, and I'll just, be around a lot, but just just humor you, just, right? Yeah, just humor the kid, basically, yeah. and. There was there was some actual like discussions among the production designer at the time and uh, and people I, I heard that people were inquiring to find out if I was actually his cousin you know <laughs> if I was actually from Detroit and that was why I was on the show. But, oh, great. Uh, so he'll he'll he and then the cousin thing he never mentioned it again and then like you know nine months later the cousin thing came back up again in some giant meeting you know uh, it, it's he's he's a goofy guy but. He's entertaining to work for. He's uh, he's a good guy. Certainly sounds that way. As long as he's not stabbing you with a pushpin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you notice the next day on set, everybody had like band aids on their arms for some <laughs> weird reason. No, I think it was just me. Well, I don't think you really figure out why. <laughs> I certainly consider that insider information. I don't think we would have got that anywhere else. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> it's not valuable information, but it's insider. Well, I don't know. It it provided some uh, some pretty. That's all we're looking for. (laughs) We're we're easily amused. (laughs) Well, Gabe, thanks so much uh, for coming on with us. You know, it was great meeting you in New York, and 
and uh, and just thanks for coming on. We really enjoyed it, and hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime about the next movie yeah, you're working get, on. Or get or, the uh, get the OGN the, yeah, published. That, and yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, uh, and I I'm, I really enjoy the show. You know, I mean that's why I came to talk to you guys in the first place. Uh, and um, you know, listen to it all the time while I was working on the on the comic and uh, what up since when I've been doing boards and. Uh, uh, really appreciate it. And if anybody wants to see the um, the comic stuff that I'm working on, the uh, you know some sample pages from the graphic novel and uh, and a comic strip thing that I've been working on called Kinski, uh, they can go to comicspace uh, dot com slash heathen comics uh, and uh, check it out. And I, I absolutely recommend people do it because you are a very talented artist. And and Chris wasn't you know. Clean it up at all. The the stuff we saw in New York, we were just abso- away. absolutely blown away. away by it. So, well, cool. Well, so thanks a lot. I really look forward to, to seeing that once it's published. I'm sure I'm sure it won't be too long. Yeah, and and try and make it to uh, Chicago this year for uh, Wizard World Chicago, and we'll uh, stab you in the arm with a pushpin. <laughs> okay, well I'll try to make that happen. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Take it easy, right, guys. Thanks a lot. See right. ya. Bye-bye. Bye bye. And a big thanks to Gabe Hartman. Hopefully we'll see all sorts of stuff from him in, uh, in the near future, whether it be on the the big screen or the uh I was kind of excited page. last night when I went and saw the film, and then I wait, you know, I, I stayed and watched the credits and, and saw his name. I'm like, I know that guy! Yeah. Kind of. I know him. I <laughs> met him. him. I met him once. <laughs> I emailed him. But that was kind of neat, so it's, yeah. it's it was interesting to... Well, you saw. Uh, we're recording on uh, on Saturday, uh, May fifth. So we both went to opening night. Yes. Um, so uh, uh, thoughts on thoughts on the film? Um, you know, overall, I enjoyed it. I, I had fun watching it. Um, you know, the critical comic fan in me obviously wanted to pick stuff apart, and and you know, there were parts of it that I thought could have easily been cut out and replaced by more action or something, but. Uh, but overall, I thought it was good. I I, uh, I thought the Sandman special effects were awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Hayden Church, who played Thomas Hayden, yeah, Church. Thomas Hayden Church, I thought was a perfect pick for him. Did a great job. Thought he looked like Sandman. I thought he, he you know in his brief screen time as he had started to develop that character. I thought he did a good job of it. And I thought the overall. My biggest concern with it, you know, was. Too many, you know, too many villains, too many storylines, and there were a lot. I mean, there were three villains, all three had their own storylines. There was, and then you had the Mary Jane storyline, and then you had the uh, Gwen Stacy storyline. I had so the Schumacher Batman flashing yeah, before absolutely. my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And, but I thought it was handled pretty well. There were, like I said, if I really wanted to sit there and nitpick on it, there were things in it that I thought... Uh, either were overdeveloped that didn't need to be or things that I wish were developed a little bit more than they had been like the symbiote and we talked with, with Gabe about that it's like I I thought that that could have been its own sort of storyline and, and its own film really you could have done one whole film on, on just the symbiote or or not introduce the Venom character but one of the one of the uh, <coughs> I think most accurate for, for my opinion um, I'd seen a, a post somewhere online that someone uh described it as they had taken uh, two very good movies and uh, kind of mushed them into one and I and I think it hurt the overall movie. Yeah, I mean was it like, you know, I I think it was not as good as Spider-Man 2. I really really loved Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 for a lot of people is the greatest superhero movie ever. 
and I think not it, for me, but it's well, more up for there. A lot of it's people, up there. Sure. Yeah, and um, it's, it's in the top three for a while. Yeah, it certainly is. In, I mean, I think it's a little bit below Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the best. Spot. Super, uh, well, Batman, Batman Begins, Begins, Superman One, one and and right. Spider Man two. two. Sure, and X Men Two. X Men Two is real close. Those top. I mean, those. Were, but it was still good. I mean, it was. You know, I enjoyed it. I. You know, I didn't walk out of there pissed off or upset that I spent you know nine fifty on seeing it or no, whatever. I, no. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was good, and um, you know, like I said, there were just things in it that I didn't particularly care for. But overall, uh, I thought the Venom actually was better than I. I was thought I was it was pleasantly be. surprised by Venom <coughs> visually. Perfect. My only problem with Venom is that I didn't. I it, reading Venom for years. I've never expected the voice of Venom to be Topher Grace. Topher Grace. <laughs> so you know, I need, I wanted more of a you know a raspy, distorted voice whenever he was bonded with. with yeah, the there there were some issues with Venom. I mean, like you know, all of a sudden Topher Grace is you know he goes from <laughs> the kid on that '70s show to you know buffed up, uh, yeah, you know, super villain. It was kind of weird, but. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there are certainly things I think you could, you know, take away from it and and oh, and, we, and about, we will but we will pick it apart forever. But I, I think for for me, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Yeah. It wasn't a good movie, but I enjoyed well, I it. Know. If that you makes you don't think it, it was a good movie? No, it was. It was no. It was not a good movie. But I enjoyed it. If that makes any sense, it's like what a lot of people say about heroes. TV show is that they enjoy it. It's not. It's not really. It's not well done. I, yeah, but I don't say. I don't see where you could say that about Spider-Man Three. I, what, what was not well done about it? Um, the, it wasn't badly acted. It wasn't badly scripted. It, no, I thought. I thought it was casted extremely. Okay, to call it. It's not a bad movie, but it wasn't a really good movie. Does that? It's some. It. I was underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed. Okay, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I. It agree wasn't that. bad, but I was underwhelmed. Yeah, I, I didn't walk out of there like I did with Spider-Man Two, going, "Oh my God, I just saw a great movie." Something that right. It wasn't. Non- it wasn't great. You, it, if you had taken a non-comic book fan to Spider-Man Two and watched that with them, you both could have come out and said, "Wow, that was a." You know, very satisfying cinematic experience. Where Spider-Man Three, its comic fans will, I think, enjoy it. But people that aren't comic book fans, I think, will. I think they're going to say, "Wow, that." No, I don't a know, man. The audience, movie. the audience I was with last night, I don't think we're comic book fans. Yeah. And Did you seem, have a lot of applause at the end of the movie? Yeah, there was. Ours was smattered. It wasn't like you know. It wasn't a huge round of applause, but I don't really judge a movie on that. I mean, most of the time... Just that immediate reaction in a lot of comic movies. Yeah, I, I've noticed if it's a good comic book movie, you usually get... You know, people will people will clap at the end of a movie. And it was smattered in, in this one. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really base it on that. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, just, just, just general. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, to me, I, I don't... I wouldn't call it a bad movie. I wouldn't call it... It wasn't a great movie, but... It was pretty good. I, I it was I mean, worth it was worth the price. Of you know, compared to comic book films like Ghost Rider or Fantastic oh, yeah, Four yeah. or Daredevil. Well, I think the problem with Spider Man Three is that with the first two movies, the bar was set so well, yeah, high. Yeah, you can't judge something on you can't judge it on that. You can't judge it on your own expectations of it. Well, judge it on what sure, it is. But but since it was the third part of a of a trilogy, <clears> I think it's better next kind of three. Falls. Yes, it was better than X three, <laughs> at which X two was another great movie. Yeah, that X two was awesome. X three was not good. It was Return of the Jedi after Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, see, I still like Return of the Jedi. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. But, but no, I, I enjoyed it, but it, it, I was underwhelmed in comparison to Spider-Man 2. Um, I, I, like you, I loved loved the Sandman scenes. I thought those were fantastic. I even, you know, I liked the I liked the Venom stuff. I it, I didn't yeah, hate I was the surprised. Harry Osborn I, stuff. I, uh, yeah, well, I said that to Mark earlier. I said it was the first time in those films I didn't despise uh, James Franco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, As Harry? Yeah, I just didn't like his, his acting, I guess. I just didn't like his portrayal. But I thought he did a good job in this one. He was a little... He he wasn't as much. I think it's when he's like you know being the nice guy yeah. that I can't stand him. But when he's a bad guy, you know when he's like bad evil, you know which mm-hmm. he was mostly in this one, he was better at it. And and uh, uh, I I actually liked his character. I don't know if, how I felt uh, about the whole like um, you know uh, snowboarder. I was just gonna uh, ask thing, you what did, what do you think about the, the alteration of the of the goblin glider to like a snowboard glider? It didn't bother me too bad, only because you know it was like the first. That's what movie. those hip kids are riding these days, Sal. Yeah, it was. It was. I was a little annoyed by it, but he was actually. I mean, as far as like just if you just look at that character, Harry Osborn mm-hmm. in the film as its own character, he was actually a pretty cool character. I mean, that was a pretty cool design for his weaponry, and, and yeah. you know, he, he was motivated, obviously, and, and it was, uh, you know, I thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah, the the snowboard thing was a little annoying, but otherwise... It looked great. Yeah, it looked really it, cool. I mean, and, it made for some great action scenes, which, uh, yeah. you know, we talked with uh, with Gabe, he did the... Uh, uh, the well, no, that was the the subway scene was with Sandman. Sandman. The, the original scene where where uh, Spider Man and, and, and Harry, and, which yeah. that that action sequence, while very cool, I was, I was very disoriented through. Well, the Well, that's scene. I think Sam Raimi, and if yeah. you, you know, look at any of his films, it's like action stuff is very fast and, yeah. and sometimes hard to know what's going on with it because it is so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little more slower. Uh, look at some of the the action and but you know you know pan pan out from it a little bit well yeah i mean i thought they did that more in spider-man 2 mm-hmm. with uh with the green goblin and some of those fights you had some slow motion that really sort of added to it and but you know once again that kind of can get tiring mm-hmm. so sure. how yeah. you like th- how do you like the uh the black suit I thought the black suit looked cool. I I, actually, I I went in and i was just like man i don't know how much i'm going to like this from just the stills i had seen yeah, I thought it looked really cool, and and you know, like I said, I liked the whole symbiote storyline mm-hmm. a lot more than I thought I would have. But then at the end of it, it was like, well, I wish it was a little more developed. I wish it had, you know, just not been so compressed because they had to try and pack it in there. I felt that about Sandman. I would have liked, yeah, seen a thing. lot more Sandman. You know, and I and thought Harry's was probably the most developed, but that's because it started in, in Spider-Man Two and Spider-Man One. The, the relationship yeah, between sure. between those. So that one was probably the most fleshed mm-hmm. out, and the other two were kind of compressed. And, and I would have liked to have seen a movie. And here I am nitpicking. I once again, I like the movie, but yeah, I look and I say, wow, they could have done some things differently. I would have liked to have seen Spider-Man Three, just a, a Sandman movie, and see, you know. Because yeah, I think you could have taken, taken any him a long time well, to figure that was out like, how to defeat Sandman. It's like uh, you know, I don't, whichever the the Batman uh, two mm-hmm. uh, with 
Catwoman and the Penguin. Mm-hmm. So if you would have just taken either one of those villains and made the film with just w- either one of them, I love that movie though. I love that movie. Uh, I really like Batman. That it was what, was it Batman Two or Batman Returns? Returns. I don't know. One I really like that movie. Uh, well, you're in the minority, my friend. I can't <sighs> say I really. I, 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 I don't think it's awful, but I think Come it, it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. I think it would have been a lot stronger of a film if you would have taken either one of those storylines and just made the whole film out of either one of those storylines. Sure. I think yeah, the Catwoman stuff was extremely interesting. I much rather would have seen just him and the Catwoman and then Bruce and, and mm-hmm. Selina. Those mm-hmm. that I thought that was the best stuff of that film. Penguin was just like Danny DeVito, you know, I thought was kind of lame and it you know and same thing with this. Not that I, I think this one's better than that. Uh, I, or I should say, I do think this film was better than that as an overall film, but you could have done any of those storylines and and just done that. Do you, do you think from the from the Hollywood side of things that the that the superhero franchises maybe make the mistake of having to one up the last movie? That it's no, like honestly, I think it's uh, merchandising. I think you it's think that's it. Well, yeah, with a movie like that, it's like, okay, we got Sandman toys, we got Hobgoblin toys, we got Venom stuff, we want to sell all this crap. I honestly believe that's part of it, is that, you know, the more bad guys... More licensing. Yeah, the more money you can make from it. I mean, let's face it, you know, at the end of the day, that's what they're trying to do, is make money. So, when you spend $300 million to make a film, you got to figure out ways to make make that up, and, and merchandising is certainly a huge part of that. So, yeah, if you can sell three different lines of toys, you know, it's like, well, there you go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think that about half that 300 mil in the first first week. Well, I'll tell you what, they were running it by me every 15 minutes, and I went to a 10, I went there at 10.30 expecting to go in at either 10.45 or 11, and I did go in at 10.45, but I had to stand in line and wait until they let us in, and there was another line for the other 10.45 showing. Yeah, I got, uh, I got it. Our, actually, I went with Norton, and, uh, Got there at eight fifteen or so, and mm. for the eight forty five, I was uh, made Mike save me a seat. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, there was already a line for the what nine thirty yeah, and the ten o'clock shows. I mean, yeah. it was it was absolutely packed. So I mean, and like I said, I think there the audience that I saw with, I would say the majority of the people in there don't read comics don't no, have no, you know what i mean no. the majority of people i don't have any interest in and the they did were they giving away the comic at the theater you went no i, I didn't, got a no. they gave us with our tickets uh it was, all they uh, did is charge me for parking man <laughs> they uh <laughs> they gave a spider-man 3 like adapted marvel comic mm-hmm. um with Stuart immelman immelman yeah oh, he, nice. he did the art yeah, oh well, he's, well, cool. he's taking over uh ultimate spider-man yeah so, so it was sort of a preview of that, but it was the ad- adaption, you know, official adaption or something. Well, we've talked we've talked uh, off mic a little bit today that uh, you know it's just, and I think with Gabe a little bit, it's time for it's time for the Kirk Connor character to be the lizard, the lizard, you know. Yeah, you know, the lizard though is one of those characters. I think, well, it could be interesting for a while. I don't know if you could do a whole film on the lizard. Yeah, I just, yeah, but that's maybe just me. I mean, I like the lizard, but I I always felt that about the comics. Was lizard was a cool like. Villain, villain, mm-hmm. as like a, a part of another story, and I think you would do that. You know, well, th- that would that, almost be a better. Well, for Spider-Man Three, I was really kind of hoping whenever I heard about about Sandman, it's like, wow, this is the great time to have a Sandman storyline, and at the same time, Peter's trying to have to save, you know, Doctor Connors, who's turned into the Wizard, which I think would have been a lot of fun. 
Yeah, well, they've been doing it since the first film. He's yeah. been in there, and, you know, and it's like, when are you going to see him? Yeah. So it's I like, guess well, they got turned into the lizard already. Well, and that's, you know, with Spider Man, I mean, he has a, a big cast of villains, and you could do so many, and he's always fighting multiple villains, so that makes sense as far as with the comic, but. Mm-hmm. With the film, I just think it's, it's more difficult. Yeah. It's it's much more. But I th- I thought they had six done toys. They could do it. Yeah, but that <laughs> yeah six villains and a god. How you do it? You know, as as like a uh, a heist movie because that's what all those guys were usually trying yeah. to do is knock over a bank or something. Yeah, uh, well, you'd have to sort of take a different look at it and 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 like the villains would almost have to be subplots and have your main plot be you know spiders because it all comes down to Peter's sure you know either reluctance or. You know, want to be Spider-Man, and, and uh, you know, in this one, it was like so much of him and Mary Jane and and everything. It was I do like uh, Gwen Stacy. I thought she was great. I thought the that she l- literally looked like the comic book Gwen Stacy with the hairband. Yeah, and I mean, it was I, whatever. Whatever it was like, it was made clear that that was Gwen Stacy. I leaned over to Mike. I was like, I don't think she's gonna live through this. <laughs> yeah, I kind of <laughs> thought that, but that was part of the. It's like, okay, why was she in there? What What did she? What uh, she was basically a plot tool to get uh, Eddie Brock more pissed yeah, off at Peter. But it was pretty lame. I mean, it just like while it was just. I don't know. I mean, maybe you know, I'm thinking it's like, okay, well, how are they gonna, you know, if they do kill her in this movie, what, you know, it's like, well, they've already done the the bridge sequence where she died, except it was Mary, Mary Jane, Jane, and she, and didn't, she die. didn't die. So how are you gonna, you know, because you, Gwen Stacy is, you know, she's a walking corpse. She has to die whenever you see her. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I, you know, uh, I, I I assume sooner or later she's gonna, but you know. I kind of actually did think that going into the film, because there's, like, in the beginning of the film, and not to ruin anything, but, like, it, it really plays off the second film where Spider-Man is now very much beloved very by popular. New York. New Yorkers, mm-hmm. and everyone loves him, other than J. Jonah Jameson, but everyone else, is, you know, loves Spidey, and he's, you know, America's, you know, or uh, New York's... New York sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I really kind of thought that was going to be... Um, what happened was that she was going to die the same way she did in the comics, mm-hmm. and he was going to get blamed for it, and 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 that would turn things around there. But there was just there was no way you couldn't, you know, that's a whole film in itself if you really wanted it to be, sure. and you couldn't squeeze it into this already kind of packed movie. So, but overall, you know, I don't know, I uh, I liked it. I you know, I can't complain too much. With we gotta any see of these Spider-Man films. on the big screen. You yeah, know? well, that's what I mean. It's like I even have watched Fantastic Four a couple of times since <laughs> I saw it, just because it's like, well, it's still cool to see Johnny Storm flying around in the thing, and mm-hmm. you know, it's still for me as a kid growing up wishing I could see this stuff. Now they can make any of it happen. So. Well, we had talked on on Monday about uh, the Hulk. Now, while the Incredible Hulk movie that we got from Ang Lee maybe wasn't the one that we all wanted, wanted or some of us, but now some we, people loved it. Some people loved it, but. I'm really excited that we get another another, Hulk, another yeah. shot at, at getting a Hulk movie made. Yeah, and, and with a good, you know, Ed Norton's one of my favorite actors, so mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. No, Norton as a as probably a, a very frustrated, neurotic Bruce Banner, I think is going to oh, be yeah. a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I still to this, I mean, I know people will argue with me, but I thought Eric Bana was the worst part of that. Hulk movie. You're, you just, just don't he, like Eric Bana. I don't. I don't think he's a particularly good actor. No, yeah. I don't think he. Uh, I think he's. You know, I don't know what he is. He's you know good looking or whatever. But 
I don't think he's a particularly talented actor. I don't think he. I, you know, God, look, watch that. Uh, what was that? Just piece of crap. Um, <laughs> film with him, Troy. Was that? Was yeah, that him? I think he was in. Troy oh as my well. God! I mean, you know, take out the fact that that film overall was just a piece of garbage, but. <laughs> His acting in that thing is just a joke. I mean, it's just bad. Well, what else? Uh, what else do we have uh, coming up here? I know that uh, here in Chicago right now they're doing uh, doing shooting for uh, the sequel to Batman Begins. Do they have a, a title? Yet? Dark Knight. Okay, it's Dark Knight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. With Heath Ledger. Is it? Is it? Is Joker? it Batman the Dark Knight? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm not positive on that, but I think that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. So we've got we've got that to look forward to. Uh, Iron uh, Man. Iron Man. Uh, probably fantastic. the best cast. Well, Fantastic for uh, two. two. The 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 rise, rise of, of the, the Silver Sil- Surfer. Which I gotta say, man. You know, even that's if you hated cool. the first one, yeah, Silver Surfer just looks cool yeah. in that. So I mean, I'll I'll go and see it just for that. Just now, for have they? Him. Is Galactus gonna be? In they haven't one? said. They have not uh, initially. Initially, they said there was... Mar- Mar- Marta's over here. Come on, Hellboy 2. Hellboy 2, eventually. I when the hell? two hours of my life back. Of Hellboy? Yeah. Well, here, oh, okay. why? Now, here, here's an opportunity to talk Quiet to someone down. who doesn't like comics, but will watch comic book movies. Are you looking forward to any of these? I really enjoyed uh, Batman Begins, so I'm looking forward to the second round of the continuing Batman series. Okay. Hellboy 2? I went the two hours back from the first time I had to see the first one. <laughs> now, we, we actually, that was directed by uh, Guillermo. Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. And we, uh, White boy. We, we saw, an, yeah, I'm the whitest of boys. We saw another one of his movies this past week on uh, ISC, The Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone, excellent. I've been hearing about that. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. If you don't mind reading I still want to see Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, didn't Devil's Backbone win... Something. If it didn't, it should have. I think it, it was, won it like great. best foreign something. I th- I'm pretty sure it won an Academy Award for something, or yeah. one of his films did. I don't know if it was that one or Pan's Labyrinth. But was Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth is okay, and that's a foreign film too. I mean, that's yeah, subtitled. Yeah. Yeah. That's Marta, by the way, for people that were wondering. So you're making your debut, isn't? Are you making your debut? No, I'm eating a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here anyway? I got out of work early, so I thought I'd stop by and say hi. Oh, well, And, thank you know, you. it's nice to see you during daylight hours. I know. It's, you know, good to see the color of my eyes. It is. And thanks. You're you much guys? more handsome than I remember <laughs> in the daylight. Well, you know, I'm not going to say it. I'm <laughs> just stop. You guys need to be It's just going to get worse. Yeah. Uh, I, well, obviously, Iron Man, we have uh, Gabe told us, you know, that he got called for Wolverine, but he's not sure what's going on in that. I know there's a mag there's a Magneto, Magneto film that's going to be done. A whole movie? Yes. Origin story, it's, baby. And Origin actually, story. I'm I'm kind of excited about it because it's it's not going to be mutants running around all over the place. I would imagine no, it's, it'll be it's Nazi death camps. Yeah, it's going to yeah, it's going to be white stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Well, I think you know before Magneto and it happens to all the X characters before they were oversaturated they and were became. Yeah, they were a really interesting character. Magneto is a really interesting character before he became, you know, well, he's a recon- he, he was figured. The great thing about times. Magneto, whenever that character was explored and not overexplored, was that you could you could understand his motivation and yeah. you could have sympathy or maybe even empathy for what he was going through. So uh, he truly. Ian McKellen thing I think uh, he's going to be some. in it some, but mostly no, okay. mostly no. It'll and be some younger. 
the young, good younger Magnus. Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's some talk of The Boys yeah. becoming a film. We got Whiteout. Have you seen Have you seen Hot Fuzz yet? I have not seen Hot Fuzz. Oh, I want to see, see Hot Fuzz. Fuzz. Yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta go see Hot <laughs> Fuzz. <laughs> no, that's one that that Marty enjoyed, and it was funny. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely have to see. You that. being a, a connoisseur of action movies, oh, yeah. you'll you'll get a lot of the references. I, I love parody films. Like, or, you know, it has like sort of Cobra. Yeah, because see, <laughs> see the thing about that kind of stuff though that I, is because there's for guys like me there's some part of us that still like when Cobra came out Cobra was cool yeah I don't care now it's a joke <laughs> but at the time you know when I was 15 Cobra. chewing on a match and uh, you know blowing stuff up was pretty cool so hey, Tango and Cash ta- I love Tango and Cash that's one of my favorite all time action films. That was good. I, had, uh, I made Marta watch uh, Die Hard. It was one of the first movies that we watched together. You didn't like Die Hard? That's not my thing. I love the Die Hard. I can't wait for Die Hard uh, four. <laughs> yeah, no, but I love the title of it. It's uh, live or no, live free or die hard. Yeah, which I I I can't get enough Bruce Willis. I'll watch him do anything. I can't. He's great. <laughs> it's true. I I will. I'll watch him read a book. You know, I've it's done it. Are, are I didn't we? No, but. Are are we at the at the peak of comic movies? Is it gonna? I don't know. Are we, are um, we, do we still have more room to grow? Because I, I don't know how peak long. Of quality or peak of volume? Both. I think uh, I don't volume, think volume. I think it'll hit next saturation. summer. Saturation next summer, and then it'll have to die off for ten years. That's what I'm afraid of. I don't know. I think because there's so I mean there's such a huge history of comics that but you could such draw a rush from to bring them to film. Yeah, but they all do well. It's not like you... I mean, even the bad ones do well in the box office. doesn't mean they're good. Well, so what? How many bad movies of other genres are made every year? How many bad zombie movies have come out in the last five years? They just keep coming out. How many bad horror films in general in the last decade have come out? I mean, they just keep pumping out Saw 5 and, you know... You know, Chris is always trying to get me to read comic books, which don't always interest me. Like, a flood of bad comic book movies is not going to make me want to read comic books. Well, yeah, but it's a mistake to think (laughs) that they're making those movies to get people... You know what I mean? You know, Chris is being someone trying to influence to read comics. Sure. Shitty movies are not going to make me read comic books. Well, that's... No. And Gabe had talked about it, you know, whenever Spider-Man 4, which they're going to make, because it's going to oh, sure. make a ton of money. Sam Raimi's done three of these now. Turn it on to somebody else. And yeah, which, which... I don't know that I am opposed to seeing somebody else take over. I mean, I think he did a fantastic job with, yeah. with the Spider-Man franchise, but I think it would be Joel interesting Schumacher. to see somebody else. No. <laughs> I don't... He may not live through that one. Yeah. <laughs> I know they're going to... Well, they're, I know, going back to movies that are coming up, pun, another Punisher movie. I That's think right. is in the works. Yeah, and Thomas Jane is really involved. I, is he going to be in it? I know that yeah, he's a Yeah, I believe he, it's Thomas. And he's involved silent, uh, with I, stuff I outside, of, doing, uh, outside of movies. Some Cal McDonald. He's doing. He's going to be doing a Cal McDonald film. Oh, I wow. think there's talk about that, or it's in from Steve Niles. Steve Niles, characters. because like the covers now are are done by um, the Punisher Max cover. Oh, Brad Street. Brad Street does mm-hmm. the covers, and it's Thomas Jane as Cal McDonald. So now you've read this. I have not. They're good. Oh, if you like, I mean. Cal McDonald stuff is for me. I really what serious it. is that? It's a um, uh, uh, criminal macabre. Okay, that's right. It's fun. It's I mean, it's horror stuff. It's obviously you know Steve Niles horror stuff. But Have it's you been like reading the uh, the detective. other the other Niles in uh, Bernie Wrightson series? Uh, City, City, of City of Others. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I have not in love with it. Okay, uh, I kind of like it, but it's 
I, I'm waiting for it to you like in. the Criminal Macabre. I like Criminal, criminal yeah, I, yeah. Thirty Days. Uh, probably Criminal Macabre is my probably my favorite of that of Snile. Oh, there's stuff. another movie, Thirty Days of Night. Thirty is, Days of Night. Is that in production now? I don't know. I'm, I'm That's, I mean, sure. it's the the West. Call keeps up growing. Call up Tabor from the Crankcast. He'll tell us. Ta- Tabor I think we should know. do a sci-fi series of Why the Last Man. I wouldn't be a put well preacher TV show preacher that's TV in, show that's and I uh, think that w- there there's been why? talks of why and fables both as as getting um, ongoing TV and think of it from this perspective too. I mean you have heroes which is not necessarily a terrific comic book story mm-hmm. is that actually a comic book. No, 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 but it's, but it's got. I mean, it's it draws it's, on comics. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's comic book. Th- those those stories are all taken from comic books that have been done in the last mm-hmm. twenty years. But, I mean, that, you know, there's fifteen million people a week watching that show. So I'm still trying to help Chris get over the loss of Gilmore Girls this season. It's I know. Be a, I heard. It'll be another season before I can. Good you know, God. Get him on a new TV show. All right. Well, shall we wrap up our our Spider-Man? Yeah. Another round of Gilmore Girls and. Other bad TV shows, mm-hmm. but uh, no, uh, definitely go go see the movie if you haven't. Um, it was enjoyable. I, I don't think it's gonna be remembered as one of the greatest comic book hero movies of all time. But you told me you were glad I didn't go with you because I would have been mad. Um, I don't think it would have appealed to your movie sensibilities. <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask what that means. <laughs> I don't think you would have enjoyed. You would have. You would have walked out of Spider-Man Three Too going. <laughs> need more action scenes. I like talking. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of talking. She might have liked it. She might have liked that. Maybe, maybe I'm. Yeah. I, maybe I like the plot. I don't know. Well, there was a lot of. Uh, a good you know, it was all about Peter and Mary Jane and and Gwen Stacy and Gwen and them. You know. Did it advance the mythology? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, because you no. can't advance that mythology. I mean, you can't. It's. Been Not like around go beyond, long. but I mean, like, did it develop the character of Peter slash Spider-Man? <sighs> See, maybe that was sort of the problem with it is that it really didn't so much. Somewhat, uh, it was kind of the stole the more more of the you know with great same. power. It was, yeah, um, sort of kind, kind of the same. I mean, I guess it. Did, I mean, you find out a bit more about uh, Ben Parker's death, mm-hmm. a murder. Um, <laughs> you know, Peter obviously he he. Faces uh, another side of himself and corruptive power. Yeah, and that whole thing, and and his relationship, you know, trying to still trying to figure out his relationship with Mary Jane and whether or not it's even possible because he's Spider-Man, and that was a lot of I thought what you know the film was was him trying to sort of make a decision of you know is this really possible? Can I have a normal relationship with her and and still be Spider-Man? Um, but that, that was such a, like gr- a great Spider-Man moment is when he drops the ring in mid-air when he's fighting Harry and it's like his entire motivation is not to beat Harry or get away but to he's got to get that ring oh, yeah, because he's Peter Parker and he well, can't even, afford another I mean, one. Yeah, I mean they show they, they, even in the final the final fight scene it's like it had nothing to do with defeating the bad guys it was saving Mary Jane which sure. is that's that's Peter Parker. It's right. not even Spider-Man. That's Peter Parker. Yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It was good. Yeah. Go see it. Make up your own opinion. Don't listen to us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whenever you do, you can uh, chime in on the forum at uh, aroundcomics.com. Tell us we suck and we don't know what we're talking don't about. don't know what you're talking oh, about. I just lost a button. Huh? <laughs> Damn, every week it's something. My watch broke last week. Now I got a button. 
show's okay. not good for me. All right, we done? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Want to let everyone good. know that there are a few ways that you can help spread the around go comics home love. And watch the Bulls. <laughs> That's right. Go Bulls. And then the Bulls De La Hoya. Floyd Mayweather. I know it's like Cinco de Mayo, I've Free got, Comic Book Day. Uh, I'm sitting in the comic book. Hoya Mayweather. Oh, you uh, got the huh? You got the pay per view for that? I'm thinking about buying it. Yeah. I'm going to sell house tonight. We're, 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 ha- makes we're that having different than any other. We're having Marta. fajitas and margaritas too. I'm going to so. sell house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you should come on over. That could be our date night. We'll we'll go over to uh, the Ooh. Salazars. No, you're not invited, Chris. Sorry. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. You can take out Kim. Oh <laughs> no, she. Yeah, I wouldn't go out with Stay at home with the dogs. <laughs> That's a plan. Pretty much like every Saturday night. <laughs> so how do we find out? How do we spread the love? You can take us up on our, on our... Stop it. How do we spread the love other than me hanging yeah. out with Marta? <laughs> That's my personal it's mission, effective. to spread the around comics love. You can. <laughs> you can take us up on our listener LCS challenge, uh, which no one has done in a long time. So come on, one person. Help us out. I think we just canceled that program. We bet. Uh, you, you can go to the website, da- da- download our flyer, have your local comic shop uh, display that in the shop, and uh, let us know. We'll mention you and the shop on the show and provide a link to the store at our site. You can become our virtual friend at comicspace.com slash aroundcomics or at myspace.com slash aroundcomics. Take me up on my personal favorite, the iTunes Music Store Review. And uh, the response has been amazing. Thank you to uh, Krogan Man, Marvel Zombie, Rick O'Shea, Preacher Jack, and and Neurotic Monkey. Rick O'Shea, like he's Irish. Yeah, it's Rick (laughs) O'Shea. I'm sorry, Ricochet. We'll try and get back. Uh, uh, you know, Ricochet said that that we're not as good as we used to be, but uh, he did. Know, yeah, yeah. We'll try and we'll, when we'll try and capture that magic again. <laughs> when were we so good that we have? Yeah, to when were we it? good? It's like wow. <laughs> I didn't know there was anywhere to. We've go already to the, jumped the shark, huh? Yeah, apparently. Damn it. But uh, uh, really do appreciate that. It, it does matter for those of you out there. I think uh, a lot of people look at the reviews, and uh, that helps make their decision on what shows they should check out at iTunes. So it does mean a lot to me. I really appreciate. I think I'm going to so write a comic book with an assassin in it called Rick O'Shea. Rick O'Shea, he's, a, <laughs> he's an <laughs> Irish <laughs> militant assassin. All right, there you go. <laughs> uh, you can check out all the great things that around comics has to offer. It is your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. And we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. Find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. Just so everyone is aware, we post the next week's topic on Tuesdays or thereabout at our forum at aroundcomics.com. We've, uh, coming up next week is our 100th episode. I, I don't care. I won't be here. I know you won't be here. <laughs> You do whatever you want. I think Where are you we're going? Uh, my niece is graduating college, so Aww. I have to go down to ISU. I'm going to be normal. I'm going to be normal. I'm going to hang. I think I'm going to hook up with uh, with uh, uh, Steve Bryant and uh, possibly Mike Oliveri while Great. I'm down there for a drink or two. Nice. nice. So I can't get away from it. We may uh, we may call you up and uh, and see how you're doing. Sure. I'm going to be manning the. I'll be man- hanging out man- with college chicks. There you Woo! go. I'll be manning the uh, the uh, switchboard here. Oh yeah, yeah here. my wife Jesus, and kids. the world's longest show with Chris in charge. Uh, it may or it just may not be a show at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like to, uh, s- go ahead. Oh, I was going to say we want to thank InStockTrades.com. 
InStockTrades uh, is your source for all things Spider-Man. To help celebrate the release of Spider-Man 3, InStockTrades.com has the new Spider-Man Omnibus discounted 35%. The Omnibus contains over 40 issues and 1,000 pages of the earliest Spider-Man adventures, all for $64.99. You can choose from either the classic Amazing Fantasy 15 cover or the Alex Ross variant cover. Remember that InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essential showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more, all at great discounted prices. And all orders over $50 ship for free. Yes, they do. Thank you to everyone at InStockTrades.com. i got to read this, too? No, I got it. Oh. I'll do it. My name's on it. I'm, you know, it's it's because Tom's not here, so the order on how we read things is, is all, Damn it's it. all jacked up. Damn it, Tom. We are proud to help support the Hero Initiative, which reminds me, I've got a what? great contest idea that I think we're going to tie Hero into. So uh, check back for uh, details great. on that. Uh, the Hero Initiative uh, creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who may need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit HeroInitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Sal, yes. Dave Hardman. Is that, was that oh, it? I thought you were asking for me. No. Marta? Mar- oh, Marta for my, my, my wife. Hello. Hello. This is what we do every Friday. I'm going to tell my wife, just so that I look mm-hmm. like, a, that it's like you read comics on your honeymoon. Brent Schoonover, uh, you know, brings his wife for their anniversary to a comic shop. Mm-hmm. My wife's gonna love me after that. I know. We're yeah, making you look bums. good, man. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> You're gonna. Don't worry, me. Chris. It's not the first time this has happened to me. I just. <laughs> Everyone have a fantastic <laughs> weekend. We'll be back. Again oh, I on, will. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back again on Monday with another full-length episode. In the meantime. In between time, we'll be everywhere in and around comics. If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, Email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Yeah.